friends and welcome to the secret podcast at service of change where we challenge reality question that we've been taught in hopes of inspiring a new direction of thought to bring about change i'm your host dennis nappy the second with service of change where you can read my book for free i am human and we are not who we think we are just by going to serviceofchange.com slash I am human. Always something new and exciting going on at serviceofchange.com. Make sure you sign up for the weekly free seeker newsletter again at Service of Change. And check me out on Facebook, facebook.com slash truthseeker, T-R-U-T-H-S-E-I-K-E-R because I can't get to everything I want to talk about on my weekly podcast. There's a lot of good stuff going on on the Facebook feed as well that I'm putting up there for you to review and uh, do your own research. On tonight's show, we have the upcoming election on the 8th, just days away. What is going to happen as the world watches on edge, wondering, will it be Trump? Will it be Clinton? What type of drama will unfold? People are talking of extreme civil unrest, war with Russia, It's a scary time to be uh, alive nowadays. It's an exciting time as we are on the cusp of change in this world. I know some of this stuff sounds scary, but as always, my goal is not to spread fear. It's to give information and hopefully help us find a solution to a peaceful route to make that change in this world. So tonight I want to talk uh, uh, briefly about something that I think we can do or we should at least try and do to help um, ease the tension and make this, uh, you know, this future, this immediate future and long-term future, a little bit more peaceful and help things to run smoothly. But before I jump into uh, into that, I know that's kind of a vague description I'm talking about here. Before I jump into that, just a few things in the news I'm going to jump to. Uh, this one comes from us, comes to us from SimpleCapacity.com, titled "Remains of a 200,000-Year-Old Ancient Anunnaki Civilization." found in Africa no one speaks of. The article states the incredible discovery was made in South Africa around Africa around 150 kilometers west of Port Maputo. There we find the remains of a huge metropolis that measures according to tests around 1500 square kilometers. 
This ancient city is, according to researchers, part of an even larger community with about 10,000 square kilometers and is believed to have been constructed 160,000 to 200,000 years before Christ. The region is somewhat remote and the circles have often been encountered by local farmers who assume they were made by some indigenous people in the past. But, oddly, no one ever bothered to inquire about who could have made them or how old they are. This change in researcher, author Michael Tellinger, in association with Johann Hein, a local fireman and pilot who had looked at these ruins for years, decided to investigate them. Hein said the unique opportunity to see these incredible structures from the air and knew their significance was not appreciated. When Johann first introduced me to the ancient stone ruins of South Southern Africa, he had no idea of the incredible discoveries we would make in the following years. The photographs, artifacts, and evidence we accumulated point toward a lost civilization that has never before been and precedes all others. Not for a few hundred years or a few thousand years, but many thousands of years. The article continues talking about it. It gives uh, you know, the Anunnaki timeline, which goes some really significant dates that go back pretty far. I will have the links to this in the show notes at serviceofchange.com. I know Michael Tellinger has done a lot of uh, good stuff. I've, I've watched some of his YouTube discussions and it's worth an area of research. Um, you know, ancient history, forgotten history, forbidden archaeology, it's something that is uh, a topic I am very interested in after the work of uh, Graham Hancock and Magicians of the Gods. I listen to a lot of the stuff that Michael Cremos had to say, among others, and uh, history's not what we're told, it's not what we're taught. There, the evidence, in my, from, in my opinion, based on the reading and the research that I've done, and I'm not an expert, but based on the research that I've done, history's a lot older, we're a lot older, there have been civilizations that have risen and fallen in the past and we have forgotten about them and i believe that the native american peoples were the keepers of that knowledge which is why through colonialism and all the movements that have made over the past centuries to slowly wipe out those people and all of their written records of what the old world was because for some reason somebody doesn't want us to know what is really in our past Speaking of Native Americans and uh, you know their history and the oppression that they have faced, this one comes to us from CommonDreams.org, published the no- uh, November 1st. UN observers monitoring abuses against Standing Rock water protesters. Pipeline owners warn that they are complicit in police brutality against indigenous demonstrators. This is a disturbing story. Um, I've seen it through a couple of sources. The inc- it states the increasingly violent attacks by North Dakota police and private security forces against peaceful indigenous water protectors have caught the nation's attention as well as that of the United Nations, an arm of which has begun an investigation into the protesters' claims of human rights abuses, including excessive force, unlawful arrests, and mainstream. Uh, I'm sorry, and mistreatment in jail. The Guardian reported late Monday. Observers have begun collecting testimonies from those protesting the Dakota Access Pipeline and on Monday, Grand Chief Edward John, a Native American member of the UN Permanent Forum on Indigenous Issues, met with police officials in Mandan, North Dakota and visited the cages where some of the 141 arrested protesters were held after last week's military-style police raid. There's more information in this article. Again, it'll be up at the show notes at serviceofchange.com. Talks about some of the treatment and the conditions of these people, how they're writing uh, their numbers on their arms, you know, which bears uh, you know, similarities to the Holocaust and what they did to those people who were victims there. Um, 
What's disturbing about this is, number one, as an American, and I know I have quite a few international listeners out there, and I thank you for regularly tuning into the show. And as an American, that's foreign to, to us. We don't have the UN here looking at things that our government is doing to our own people. Um, that's something new. We're not used to that. We usually see that, you know, when we're getting ready, you know, I'm sorry, when America's getting ready to go into another country, the UN will go in and they'll say, yep, there's crimes here. And then, you know, we need the U.S. to back us up. That scares me. That really, really scares me. And I believe that's what happened in, uh, in Libya with, uh, with Gaddafi. We sent the UN in first to investigate this. I know that they have UN people there now in, uh, in Syria as well. And who knows what's going to go on with that between Russia and the United States and all that rhetoric that's coming out with that. So it's just a scary thing. And with, with our elections being as tense as they are right now, it worries me uh, in, in the fact that, you know, can this be used as a catalyst? Hey, the UN's going to step in and say, hey, your government's abusing your people. Well, no, it seems more like these are private companies with, yes, there are, is actual law enforcement there, but it also seems like there's some private companies funded by the oil companies that are causing these problems, private, you know, organizations or whatever. But is this going to be used as an excuse? Number one, you know, I'm going to get into some Clinton stuff in a minute, but if, uh, you know, if there's an issue with the election, if something happens, if, if Clinton gets arrested, if, if who knows, if chaos breaks out, plus this stuff going on, is the UN then going to say, hey, US is out of control, there's human rights violations because they're attacking their own people, as we've seen in other countries, and the UN decides they're going to need to step in. That's some scary stuff. Uh, again, I'm not trying to spread fear. This is just what's going through my head, and this is something I think we need to be aware of. And you know, just be just be up to speed on your emergency preparedness. Again, I don't think we need to panic, but we are living in some tense times. I don't want to feed into that tension, to that tense energy, and I want to talk about that in a minute. Uh, just one more thing in the news that I think is is worth mentioning, although I try to stay away from politics. Everybody's talking about it right now, so I might as well jump on the bandwagon. But this comes to us from NPR. FBI led back to Clinton email server case by Anthony Weiner investigation. Uh, this is dated October 28th. Uh, they're opening it up again. Updated. Uh, let's see. Newly discovered emails being examined by the FBI in relation to Hillary Clinton's email server came to light in the course of an unrelated criminal investigation of Anthony Weiner. A source familiar with the matter tells NPR's Carrie Johnson. Weiner is the estranged husband of close Clinton aide Huma Abedin. He has been under scrutiny for sending illicit text messages to an underage girl. Sources said authorities seized electronic devices in their home, which led them to this new information. Earlier Friday, FBI Director James Comey notified members of Congress that the FBI had reopened its investigation into the handling of classified information in connection with the Democratic presidential candidate's use of a private email server while Secretary of State. Again, this goes on to explain, you know, kind of what's going on in the background behind it. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but I'll have the links to this article, uh, you know, up at, in the show notes at serviceofchange.com. Check it out. Uh, but again, I, I'm trying not to get too wrapped up into a lot of this political drama. This is playing out like a reality show. And I always, I've always said that this is serving as a distraction to us. And if you've listened to, you know, my previous shows, uh, last week I talked about some heart math stuff and some of the training that I received. And basically what it comes down to is 
when we have this anxiety, when we have this fear-based stuff that I know, my apologies, I just spread some of it, but I'm trying to bring it back down now. When we're in that state, we are unable to physically connect to our higher levels of not only consciousness, but to that positive plane, that electromagnetic field that puts us in that state where we're then connected to that, what I call the universal internet. And I think Greg Braden, you know, he calls it the divine matrix in his book. Um, You know, it's been years since I've read it, but, you know, he has a lot of great things to say too. So if you want to do some homework on this stuff, check out Greg Braden. My point is, what I'm finding in my research is that we have this ability to, to tap into universal information, to to share peace, to influence peace in this world, to connect psychically, to remote view, to to astrally project, to travel, to just do all this other fantastic stuff. But with these distractions, with something as simple as a negative word, and there's a lot of good research out there, I'm not well versed in it yet, but just in the power of words and the way our language has been designed to keep us in these certain states where it's limiting us from accessing these higher levels, these other levels. Um, Just some things for us to be aware of that if we can get ourselves in that calm and peaceful state and we can hold on, you know, I call it your happy thought. Um, And I'm not saying stick your hand, stick your head in the sand and and say everything's going to be okay and I'm just going to think positive on a new age movement. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about, again, and I refer to it a lot, go back and find my show. I think it's on the YouTube channel called The Maharishi Effect. You can definitely find it at serviceofchange.com. Listen to my show called The Trump Effect. Listen to my show called Social Coherence. Listen to last week's show as well. There are measurable results to not just yourself, but to other people around you when you're in these peaceful meditative states or not even meditating but when you're holding that resiliency in your heart when you're holding that positivity that feeling it's about the feeling it's about the intent not just saying everything's okay you have to feel it you have to believe it you know and again listen to some of the talks by greg braden that you can find on youtube he does he he really listening to this man speak took me from a state of despair oh my gosh the world is out to get me and everything's horrible too you know what we have hope we've just lost that connection with our greatest tool our greatest resource in this struggle that we seem to be in and it's a struggle of ignorance really and in listening to what he was saying and then moving through with my own research yes we can rise above this we can move beyond this uh you know the the research is showing that a small number of people meditating can inf- impact a particular area, uh, you know, and, and and bring peace to an area that is currently facing some challenging times. So I've seen multiple calls to action to meditate on election day or for this election, uh, and I want to support that. I want to talk about that for a minute, and uh, you know, I'm falling back to Greg Braden quite a bit tonight just because. The, the way I heard him explain it made the most sense to me and it resonated the most with me. You know, and he talked about when you're, when you're meditating or when you're praying and you're trying to bring about something positive or something good. Let's, let's take the election for, for instance. And if you're saying, you know, let's say you pray and you pray to, you know, to what you call God and you say, you know, dear God, please make everything go okay in this election. You know, what you're reinforcing by saying, please make everything go okay, 
in your mind, in your intent, in your consciousness, what you're putting out there through your heart, you're acknowledging the fact that things are not okay. So you're really just reinforcing that negativity, that 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 things are not good. Now, if your intent instead is to focus on that feeling of something positive happens, everybody is peaceful and everybody elects a leader who makes good choices for us. That's what you're putting out into this energetic field that's out there that everybody is swimming in, you know, around the world and throughout the universe. That's the difference. Don't reinforce the negativity. So what I'm suggesting, what I'm asking is that we take some time this week. If you can't do it on the actual day of the 8th, if you can only get one day, that's fine. Just pick a date where you want this energy to go because we're finding this stuff is timeless too. So if you can concentrate, let's say I want to focus on the day of the election or I want to focus on the day after the election or I want to focus on the date of the inauguration, pick a time, pick a date and picture that moment when the results are read and the country reacting peacefully and the country feeling happiness. If that's too big of a concept, then just picture yourself feeling at peace with no fear. Hold that as your meditation. Just imagine. And if you can do, only do five minutes, that's fine. Meditation is not easy for everybody. I struggle with it you know, at times as well. But that's my goal. I'm going to try and focus on the outcome of this election as a time of peace, as a time of people having this awakening, this enlightenment where we finally get it and say, hey, there's a better way. And this was just the catalyst to allow us to open our minds enough to find that peace. Because the alternative is the negative stuff, is the scary stuff, which we don't want to get into right now. Again, always be prepared for that but you can prepare yourself and at the same time in your heart with that intent with that meditation push out those other positive vibes that positive peace you've got nothing to lose maybe a little bit of your time but I, you know so that's that's my request that's my suggestion that we do to uh, try and contribute something positive to this that's going on you know whatever your path may be uh, you know your spiritual path um, take the time, you know, and, and just be conscious of that if, if you're one that prays, you know, just remember, you know, don't pray for something to improve or for something to get better because that's reinforcing that it's not better right now. Just, you know, hold that feeling of peace, you know, in, in your heart and in your mind and, and focus on that uh, being the feeling of the day or of the moment that you're focused on. So I'm going to keep this show uh, short tonight. I got, I got to uh, cut it short here. But again, I'd like to thank you for taking the time to listen. You know, for, for those uh, of my brother and sister Americans, and for my uh, brother and sisters in other countries around the world, uh, fellow truth seekers, thank you so much for taking the time. Uh, please, if this resonated with you please hit that share button. Please hit that like button. Um, you know, it helps the show to grow. I'm really trying to uh, expand the audience and the best way I can do that right now is by you just sharing this with people in your circles, um, you know, and turn them onto the show as well. Don't forget, facebook.com slash truthseeker, T-R-U-T-H-S-E-I, 
K-E-R. Lots of good stuff always going up on my news feed. Best way to stay connected is subscribe to the Secret Newsletter at serviceofchange.com where you will also get free access to read I Am Human and We Are Not Who We Think We Are. So, fingers crossed, positive vibes going out for the election in the next couple of days. Uh, and I will see you all on the other side. I'm Dennis Nappy the second. This has been the Seeker Podcast, where small changes among the masses can have a massive impact around the world. I encourage you to be that change. Never stop questioning and keep an open mind. Thank you. Seekers.